Welcome to All the Extra Points with Max and AP. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you like the segment. Give us a like, share, and follow. What is, what is up, up everyone? everyone? How, How are we doing? doing? Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us today on another episode of All the of Extra Points Podcast, Episode 9. And this is with Max and AP. Max, how are we doing today? I'm not doing too bad, aside from the fact our Tar Heel men and women got knocked out in the first round last weekend. But that's not the only thing we're going to talk about this week. Before I go down that rabbit hole, we're also going to talk about uh, the NBA trade deadline that happened today. Uh, Men's and women's tournaments, but... We're going to start out with some NFL free agency talk. Yeah, we're going to jump right into – oh, wait, hold on. Podcast for the week. We have this week, we're going with Elijah Craig's small batch. This is coming in a 94 proof. This is a single barrel selected by Liquor Locker and is aged 11 years. It's quite tasty, not one of my favorites. I'm just trying to get rid of the bottle here. So uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have noticed I have a different bottle every week, which tells you my collection is strong. Ooh. So we actually have an official sponsor of the podcast this week, too. Ooh. Yeah. We uh, we're actually going to get some T-shirts um, for this. So this is like legit, legit sponsorship. Uh, Nike, we have, Nike sponsors. Or sponsors yeah. I, I called Phil, and uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I liked it. Uh, no, we are sponsored this week by Decked Out Restoration LLC, owned and operated by your friend and mine, Travis Williams. Yes, Travis, my man. Thank you. We got to get you on here, dude. We're talking basketball. This is right down your alley. This is we got to get him on next week. So he's on next week. I called him right before. Nice. Surprised me with that. He's gonna come on, and we're gonna discuss. Uh, spoiler alert for everyone for next week, so that way you tune in. So we're gonna wh- talk talk about the Blue Buds not doing well the last few years. That's gonna in, be a good conversation. Basketball. What? So tell me a little bit about his business. So Trav uh, started out by just uh, sanding and restaining and kind of repairing decks. And then he's actually turned it into building them, purely building them, uh, still staining, still, you know, replacing rotted boards. And now he's in, he uh, started installing and repairing fences last summer as well. So he started out uh, pretty small, just him and another buddy of ours. And now he's pretty much busy if he wanted to be busy seven days a week, he could, but he's busy six days a week. So proud of him for that, starting his own business and doing good. Entrepreneurial, baby. Yeah, and so a little bit about us and Travis real quick. Travis is on our Unreal basketball team, probably one of the best shooters I've ever seen. <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun playing, except for when I you know, tore my calf muscle trying a wide-open layup. But, yes, that actually happened. But, no, um, and he's also a basketball coach, right? He is. He's the – head JV boys coach at Waynesville and he's also the head varsity assistant and then he coached junior high football last year I don't think he's doing it this year um but yeah he'll basically you know he'll do his or operate his business as far as he can into the winter uh coach basketball in the winter and obviously summer ball too and then he'll get started back up on his business he actually started two weeks ago we had that break in the weather, and he's been going strong ever since. Nice, nice. Well, I got to get Trav up here because I got a bunch of deck issues too. But I don't know if he comes all the way up to here, but to West, good old Westerville. But maybe I'll see him before I see you. But now, thanks, Travis. We appreciate it, man. We're looking forward to having him on next next week. I think his his background in basketball alone is going to go a long way. So it'll be definitely good to have him on. But all right, let's uh, let's jump right into it here. We have a lot to talk about in NFL. Um, not only with what's going on, but what isn't going on. So, so far, uh, been a pretty, pretty fun off season, right, Max? A lot of different people out on the market, and even your Bengals made a little splash. So, uh, pretty. Uh, uh, let me let's get your take on that first. Riley, Re- Riley, Ref, Rafe, Rafe, Reef, Reef, Riley, Reef. Yeah, his brother also played in the NFL. Uh, I think he still does, but, <clears throat> um, I mean. It, at first, I was a little nervous. We've, I think, I think last check, the Bengals have now signed five cornerbacks. Uh, like we talked about last week, signed Trey Hendrickson, uh, signed Riley Reefs, so we signed the left tackle. Uh, lost out on 
Kenny Galladay going to the Giants. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but as far as everything else we've signed, I really think Hendricks Hendrickson from the Saints was – I don't even know if I'd call it a lateral move. It may be a downgrade from Carl Lawson. Um, yeah, but Ogan Joby was big for you guys. Ogan Joby was a big pickup because we get back DJ Reader, mm-hmm. who missed almost all of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get back <clears> – who did I read? We – it was somebody we drafted last year that I 100% forgot we drafted. Oh, look at that. And, yeah. And he's back. From- and Jonah, William- Jonah Williams will be healthy next year. Mm-hmm. And at this point, real quick, just throwing this in there, you, you can discuss if you want to. I'm more toward either taking Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts at five or trading down and drafting that guard from Northwestern in the second round. Really? I don't know. I'm getting to that point where we signed a left tackle. We we have Hopkins coming back. You got Jonah. We have we have. Sorry, I can't say his name. Tutupu that we got from the Cowboys the year before. He'll be coming back healthy. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have a guard. They're talking about moving Williams to to guard or even the right tackle. So you draft. The guy from Northwestern, and I still think you go O line. I still think you go O line. I think you just need to. I mean, I, I mean, honestly though, you guys are in the spot where you could just take best available. Which at that point, if Jamar Chase is there, it'll be it'll be hard to turn it down. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, the la- last year he played, Joe Burrow was throwing the football. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, that'll be that'll be very interesting. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, I still think Penesul's you know gonna be you know probably your best option, but I mean. I also think the whole NFL draft, we'll get into the mock draft a little bit later because I don't understand how they have these two receivers over J.J. or uh, not J.J. Is it J.J. Waddle? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. I mean, that guy, I still think he's the best out there. I think he blow. I think when he's healthy, he blows um, uh, Devontae out of the water. So that's just me. But – um, yeah, we can get into, we'll get into that more a different day, but some of the, some of the signings that didn't really make a ton of headlines, um, uh, but I kind of want to talk about Juju going back to the Steelers. Um, finally done with that. I'm happy about that. Um, one of the ones that didn't make sense to me was Kyle Rudolph going to the giants when they have Evan Ingram. I don't know if that's like them trying to move on from Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram. I think, so. I think that maybe like a mentor kind of thing. I think, yeah. I Ingram, mean, Ingram had all those drop issues last year. Yeah. I mean, Ingram's still one of the best, I'd say probably top five, six tight ends in the league, but another good one, uh, was Jared cook went to the chargers, uh, getting when they lost Henry. So him sliding in is going to make that, you know, not as big of a deficit to lose for uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Herbert over there. Uh, Will Fuller signed a one-year deal. So we had some good signings. Trubisky going to the Bills was weird because I thought he was going to try to compete for a number one job, but he's clearly going <clears> to <throat> be a, a backup. That also didn't make sense to me for the Bills in general because Matt Barkley has been a pretty solid backup. So, uh, but I guess he – But he, but one year, $2.5 million. I mean, that's almost minimum. Right. I was going to say, I mean, it's just – there's not much There's not much to do there. Uh, Dolphins signed Jacoby Brissett, which is a great backup there. Uh, we might have talked about that a little last week. But I don't like the Kenny Galladay signing with the Giants. Um, well, I mean, I guess yeah. it's okay. Why not? It's okay for, for Daniel Jones. But he, I, I, didn't, I just thought he was going to be a high price for what he is, and he just hasn't been healthy. But, I mean, that's just the market now. Um, a little, little something that I wanted to talk about was we had two guys and Juju Smith Schuster and T Y Hilton, both go to the Ravens, both get offered more money for the Ravens to, to stay there other than the Steelers and the, the, or, or the Steelers or the Colts. And both of them went home. Now I get it home, you know, home is home and you've been there for a while, but what does that say about Lamar Jackson? And it goes goes back to what I said, I think, on our second or third podcast. Yes, he's won MVP. Yes, he finally won a playoff game. But did he do either of those things just throwing the football? He did not. That's where he no, – Go ahead. <clears throat> if you're a receiver there, you want reps. You want balls thrown to you. You want a chance. If you're a receiver, you're not getting balls thrown to you, what are you not going to get, Aaron, when your contract's up? You're not going to get money. You're not going to get paid. That's right. And um, I get it. Uh, I think 
I mean, I wanted to see Smith Schuster out of Pittsburgh. I mean, no matter what, he's still a great receiver. I want to see him get out of our division, which that didn't happen. But uh, T.Y. going back home or going back to the Colts made a lot of sense, especially if you're going up. I mean, Carson Wentz is – I'll go on all day about him. I still think he's going to go down as one of the best ever. So, made a lot of sense for me. Um, a lot of the, the things that happened that, you know, we haven't talked about yet on this podcast, Philip Lindsay, who just got – um, a deal with the, yeah. he got cut from the Broncos and then he signed with the Texans. I'm telling you, man, if you guys are into fantasy, that's a, that, that's gotta be one of your pickups right there because he was so productive and then it just wasn't his year this past year. They seem to favor in or Gordon just because of, you know, him, him kind of going there and kind of running the show there and then getting in trouble. But every time Lindsay was on the field, I just thought he was he was much better, and I think he's going to go to the Texans. I think he's going to get that job pretty much locked in, and it's going to be fun. I really do think it's going to be fun to watch him play there. That's a great great team for him. They got a great running back coach. Um, I think the running backs in general. You had him, and then you had Kenyon Drake going to the Raiders. Didn't make as much sense to me with uh, Josh Jacobs there, but you got to have. Yeah, didn't make a whole lot of sense Josh Jacobs there. Yeah, but. As you talked about last week, I'll give you your credit where credit is due. You mentioned all these teams having the two-headed monster running mm-hmm. back. Well, and you said, I remember at the end of the podcast or NFL talk, you you, you mentioned, oh, Kenny Drake's definitely going to stay with the Cardinals, and I totally agreed with that. I, don't, I didn't didn't make sense for him to leave. I I don't get why he left. I don't either. You bring it. You bring in AJ Green. You have the Andre Hopkins. You have uh, Christian Kirk. You have Kyler Murray, quarterback. Dude, they're gonna be covered receivers. So what does that open up? Oh, but he was the number one back. Unless he wants to get more touches out of the back, out of the receiver, because he was actually pretty good out of the out of the back uh, backfield with with the Dolphins when he was with the Dolphins. So he didn't get a lot of that with the Cardinals, uh, and because Edmonds was always out there. So maybe he wants to do more of that style because Jacobs is such a you know is such a, a a north south runner. I think maybe that could be it. Maybe he wants to try to get more catches out of the backfield. So, yeah, that that one is very interesting to me. Um, I don't know how that's going to pan out, but could be very interesting. Um, so so let's, let's do this then so, so we can stay on track with what the teams have done. We're talking NFC, AFC West at the moment. So let's stick in the NFC West. The Cardinals, I like what they've done. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, uh, who's the cornerback they just signed, Malcolm Butler today. Even though he had off year last year, I think he kind of needs to push. They're going, they're going old, but. <clears throat> yeah, but you have a young quarterback, and I think Larry Fitzgerald going to come back, if I had to guess. Why would they? He's waited this with this long because he's 37 years old. But, like, he's still, he can still play. Yeah. You're, no, I don't disagree, but. And he doesn't have to do much. Maybe he maybe he doesn't want to be that guy who's just there to play. But it's Larry Fitzgerald. He's he was productive last year, so there's zero reason to think he wouldn't be productive yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, Denver Broncos um, re-signed their safety. Mm-hmm. They stole the cornerback from. It's about Darby. Uh, or Fuller, Fuller. That's his name. Fuller, thank you. They signed one of the best quarterbacks available, aside from William Jackson Jr. the third from my Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they signed running back Michael Boone to replace Philip Lindsay, but they did lose AJ Boye, who's been top five cornerback in the yep. league. But uh, they get a good cornerback in Fuller to replace him. Yep. And they did something you and I both said they wouldn't do. Von Miller got an extension. Yeah, I hated that, man. And I just wanted to see Von go on the open market. So it is what it is. But I wanted to see him have a chance to go out and play. But I'm sure he wants to stay there, too. So that's the thing that you got to remember is these guys, you know, they feel loyal to these programs. So um, I I don't know. Um, For me, I mean, there's a lot of teams staying in that division. Um, the Chargers, you know, signing Jared Cook, signing Corey Lindsley. Uh, I know that that they they got rid of Hunter Henry, which I mean, I don't want to say tight ends are expendable, but um, I mean, you can always have a pretty decent one, especially when you switch it right back out with Jared Cook. So um, I, I think they've made a lot of smart moves for them uh, to kind of make it to the next level. It just depends on how Herbert can adjust. But yeah, I mean. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of – But like we talked about last week, they signed, stole Corey Lindsley from the Packers. They signed Matt Feeler, starting tackle. They signed a tight end this mm-hmm. week. So they're building around Herbert. Did they help their defense at all? Not that I'm aware of. Um, can but building can we talk Herbert. about how John Ross made a football roster again? John Ross, who at one point – you ready? Stat of the day. Shout out Dan Patrick Show. Stat of the day. At one point in John Ross's career, he had more drops than receptions. Jesus Christ. That doesn't surprise me. Fact. Che- cheese and that rice. Is not, Sorry. That is not me hating him. I hate the strong word, but hating the waste of a draft a, pick. I mean, a big boy. That was um, a first-rounder, man. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that was, a, that was a big – that was a reach if there ever has been a receiver. I mean, I yeah. think from the beginning – I don't know about you Bengal fans, but I thought that was never going to work out. You can't just pick a guy because he's fast. I mean, the 40 is the most – Forty is the most overrated thing in the world, man. Um, it really is. So correct. I don't care how fast you are, man. I mean, it depends. I want to know. I want to know what your twenty yards. I want to know if you can catch the ball and run routes. As a receiver, yes, but as a cornerback, and if you're looking for looking at someone's speed, if you're concerned about yeah. that, how many times in the NFL do you ever see guys run forty yards runs at a time? I know that's true. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, I unless you want to air the ball out. Um, unless you're Ty, unless you're Tyreek right. Hill, and you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're just Chiefs running that fast, you, no matter you, what you do, because you're Jesus. And then you lose two starting tackles, and technically you're only losing one because Eric Fisher's going to be out all next yep. year anyway. Yep. And they get back the guy who decided to keep being a doctor, and I can't remember his name at the moment. They get back him as well as a starting guard. They pick up Joe Tooney, like we discussed last week, and they sign Kyle Long yeah. this week. Yeah, they're they're looking they're looking solid so, there. I think. I mean, no matter what, I mean, they're going to be the force to be reckoned with in that division. Um. So mm-hmm. one. Uh. I just. Oh. Uh. There was a lot of debate if Foles is going to go back to the Eagles. It's definitely probably not going to happen now because they just picked up Flacco. Whatever. Um. That's fine. Um. So. Obviously, a lot happening. Before I talk about the next thing I want to talk about in the NFL, um, there's a lot of players that are still available, and there's a couple on my list that I really wanted to talk about. So one of them is Jadavian Clowney. He visited the Browns, and went the home. only way I want him to be, oh. yeah, the only reason I want him to be on the Cleveland Browns would be if we can sign him to an incentive-based deal. I don't want to pay him. 14, 15 million guaranteed. I want to pay him six or seven, make him play football. Because if he's out there getting hurt again or doing any of that crap, I don't want him on my team. And I know that's, that could be selfish because these guys all put their bodies but on the line. But there's a reason he hasn't been playing yet, right? There, yeah. I mean, he's always, he's always had my asking uh, or a high asking price. This is why he was out there mm-hmm. forever last year. So we'll see. I think, honestly, I think it's probably going to get done. Um, because th- at this point, you know, he's probably mad he didn't sign a multi- multi-year deal with him last year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Another couple that I have on here, uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but, you know, there's some – I think, you know, a team that I kind of see him fitting with is Kansas City Chiefs uh, going in, being a backup to Edward Tolaire and still getting a lot of playing time, catching the ball out of backfield like we've always known know he's been very mm-hmm. good at. So, yeah. And the other one, who I'm terrified to say this out loud, uh, Mr. Fournette. I think we could see him in a Steeler jersey. Yeah, that'd be terrible. I think, but it makes a lot of sense. It makes almost think, too much sense. I don't know what happened to that Seattle buzz that we mentioned last week, but I mean, there's been zero talk of him or Antonio Brown, but I don't know if you saw Antonio Brown's Instagram where they're talking about him and playoff Lenny were going to make sure they were back in Tampa. So if you're if you're the Bucks, you have to be ecstatic with your offseason so far. You haven't haven't lost Absolutely. anybody. You re-signed Sue a couple of days ago. You've already re uh, extended Brady to get some more cap room. You re-signed Gronk. You re-signed Shaq Barrett. You franchise tag Chris Godwin, and he signed it. And you get back your captain in Levante David. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're looking fierce. And Drew Brees retires. And Tristan Worfs will no longer be a rookie in the NFL. Don't forget that, people. Tom Brady's starting tackle was a rookie in the NFL and won a Super Bowl. And a damn good one too. He's going to be a force. And man. Antoine Winfield um, Jr. was a rookie as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, for you, I mean, it, for the Bengals, I mean, you got Eric Fisher still out there, but um, he'll I be mean, he'll out probably next be. Year. Yeah, Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. Uh, probably one of the best guard or well tackle guards in football. You can move around. Uh, now the name that I see another big name, uh, Richard Sherman. Not a lot of talking about same with Brown. Not a lot of talking about him. But I, th- I, I don't know where. So he's Florio go, but... said, and don't forget, he doesn't have an agent. He represents himself. He's been asking for twelve to fourteen million per. That too much for his age. No offense. No offense to him, one of the greatest cornerbacks ever. But you're late in your career. That's asking too much money. I think he's going to end up back in Seattle. The saw that today, but don't forget, Emin and Russell Wilson hate each other. Yeah, but they both need to win right now. So I think they can. I think they can get over their differences. And I mean. I know. Well, at least Russ can. I mean, Sherman's pretty stubborn dude, so yeah. we'll see. I'm not even going to include, like, as I kind of scroll through this list here of the top free agents still available, I'm not even going to include Sammy Watkins on that <laughs> list because he's not. You hate uh, him. I hate You it, literally he's hate him. He's, he's horrible. He's number 52 on this list. Guess who's number 56? Antonio Brown. You're telling me that you're rating Sammy Watkins it's above off, Antonio. Off Get out of stuff. here. I don't care. I don't care. Just what what happens on the field is what matters the most. But um, Duke Johnson still out there. Villanueva, man, what the heck is going on? So they're on? saying uh, Chris Sims brought this up, and he at first he was like, "Yeah, gonna agree with you. It's a little a little crazy. I haven't been signed yet." But if you watch the film, because I don't know if you follow Chris Sims that much, but he's a film junkie. He makes sure he knows what he's talking about. He watches film. He said, I went and watched the film just to see why or figure out why. And he said there was a big drop in his production last year compared to the year before. So, I mean, if you got – so That's the Steelers in general. Yeah, but if you got scouts doing their job, eh, let's, let's see that's if we true. can get them cheap. And if we can, great. If we can't. And if you're willing to wave it, do you just sign a veteran contract and roll with it or – yeah, I don't know. That's that's gonna be yeah. That that'll be that'll be weird to see how that plays out because I just thought he was gonna be off the market quick. So, but I'm sure, like you said, these guys are watching their film too. Mm-hmm. So, just looking. All right. So we talked about a lot. So let's talk about this. Who are? And I know we didn't talk about this before. Who are your one to two teams you feel like have done the best job in free agency so far? Like who the top two teams right now who have made the best moves for their organization? Mm. You want to go first? No, I think I'm going to go with the whole AFC East, the entire division. The entire division has gotten better. I'm, I'm going to cheat and say all four of those teams have gotten better. Jet, yeah, you're Jet, cheating. That's fine. Jets have gotten better. Bills have gotten better. The Jets have. They have. Better. We haven't talked about it a lot, but they have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Keeping Darnold, I think, well, who knows what they're going to do in the draft, but I like that. Miami Dolphins, they did not only pick up uh, Jacoby Brissett. They added a puncher, Michael Palaardi, uh Matt Circa, great center. That will be their starting center. That will be to a starting center. Cornerback Justin Coleman, defensive tackle Adam Butler, and your second least favorite wide receiver in the NFL, Will Fuller. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I you say he's going to be two a center. It'll be two a center until Jacoby Brissett beats him out. Watch. I, 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 I'm sorry, two is not going to make it. He's just not. But uh, I, I think you did cheat, but I'll give, it, I'll give you that. Um, I, now, I have two that I've been targeting in my head for a while now, and this is a little, um, you know, foreshadowing for the future. Uh, my, my, my number – I'm not I'll mention my number two team first, the Washington football team. Um, I think they are yep. going to be in the playoffs next year again. And now they're not gonna go six and whatever, seven and nine and who's make the playoffs. Who's their quarterback? Going to, 
Brian Fitzpatrick. All year? All year. Do they draft a quarterback? Brian Fitzmagic. That's our quarterback. Okay. Yeah, yes, they do probably. But uh, I think – I think they've made a lot of good signings. They, they've hit the spots that they needed to hit. I mean, their offense was garbage last year. They picked up a guy who they needed to pick up, like a solid slot receiver. Adam Humphreys goes there. Beautiful pickup. Love that. They got uh, Brandon Scherf, who received the sh- or franchise tag there. They brought in a couple defensive guys, but the big one, Curtis Samuel. And then a kind of an underrated signing there, um, Lamar Miller. Uh, I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited for them. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I don't want to sit here and, and toot my own horn, but, I mean, I think the Browns have done exactly what they needed to do. I mean, bringing in John Johnson was unbelievable. Good, bringing in good Troy pick Hill. Good pickup. Yeah, great. I mean, Troy Hill, another good one. Malcolm Smith, I love re-signing him. Uh, Malik Jackson comes in. Takaris McKinley signs a, signs a small deal with us. Uh, re-signing Rashard Higgins was huge. So I didn't like I that one. Done everything. I didn't like that one. Oh, I love. I didn't. It. I didn't like it. it. If if OBJ said, I didn't like it. I, I I understand that, but and I I do understand that, but Hollywood Higgins is Baker's number one guy. One hundred percent. He probably could have went and made more money because I think he would have been probably. that good, but. He has a great morale with Baker. I don't know what it is, but they find each other. And, I mean, he scares me because he's little, kind of like Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. How I always say he's going to get hit once and just die. But uh, Cody Parkey re-signed for another year. Uh, I like that one a lot, too. I think you always have to have these competitions with yep. these guys. So, I, um, I, I – and, you know, we're obviously kickers here. And I think Cody Parkey got so much shit for what happened. And it, with the Bears. It, sorry, I, I don't cuss that much, but it fucking got blocked. Whoever said it was his I fault, mean, it got tipped no matter what you say. That ball got tipped. Listen, Cody Parkey's a great, great yeah. kicker. And even in, in – he's so in the beginning with the Browns, he had to get rid of those little, you know, those little fluffy feelings that he had. But he was great at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, great. And I'm sure we're going to have a kicker battle. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Cody Parker is my guy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him. So I like that one a lot. I think uh, I think the team that has done the least to help themselves right now is the Steelers. I think they are a team yeah. that needed to make a big a big move and they didn't. I mean, Smith Schuster was their biggest signing. That's not, and that was a re-sign. So they haven't done a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know what they think, but I mean, they're getting old in every position. Uh, they got Fitzpatrick still, who's young, or Minka, not not Ryan Fitzpatrick, but. Yeah, a uh, lot can happen, but uh, I think so. Real quick, I'm, I'll name my two, um, my two sleeper teams for each each conference um, going into this. You know, we're going to talk about this after March Madness a little bit too. But uh, my two teams that I kind of like, who maybe are either going to sneak into the playoffs or make some noise, are in the NFC. I'm going to go Chicago Bears and New York Football Giants. I think both of those teams can make the playoffs. I think the Giants are probably, you know, the the best team on those two to, to try to make the playoffs. I think they have a great chance now. They made some good signings. I think Daniel Jones is legit. Barkley is healthy too. And my two on the AFC are the Raiders and the Chargers. So um, two teams to watch as well for me. I'm going to save my sleeper teams because I want to see what happens with Russell Wilson Jr. the third. And one thing I'm gonna defend I'm gonna defend my former quarterback. That's my quarterback. I'm gonna defend my, my quarterback former quarterback, Andy Dalton. Everybody's yeah. crapping on that signing. No matter what everybody says, he took to the the Bengals to the playoffs his first first five years in the league. Mm-hmm. Period. He did. We went to the playoffs five years in a row. The year we should have won the game, granted he wasn't playing, but it's not automatic to make the playoffs in the NFL if you haven't noticed. We're Bengals and Browns fans, so we noticed. I mean, I I don't think that's as bad of a signing as everyone says it is. No, I don't understand why people are hitting on it at all. I mean, listen, he wasn't great with the Cowboys, but neither – I mean, Dak was only great because he ran around for his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy was a different style quarterback. I think Andy fits into – But Chicago he got better. better. The more he played in Dallas, the better he got. 
Yeah. Now I don't know even if he's going to be the starter. Who knows what else is going to happen throughout this? So you didn't season. see their so... Twitter account, huh? No. They posted a picture of Andy Dalton, and the the tag was QB one. So. Oh well, yeah, as of now. But I, the other thing about Andy is, long, I mean, he is, when he has a number one that he is, you know, don't he has a full off season with. Head. I know, I know that drove you crazy, but he's got Allen Robinson. I mean, and they got a good, solid team there. I mean, obviously their defense can get it done. You're trying to tell me that Andy Dalton isn't just as good, if not maybe a little bit better than Mitchell Trubisky. I would say just as I good, mean, more experience. More, yeah, the experience thing goes a long way. Uh, I would rather have Andy Dalton trying to march me down the field than Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So, and they also picked up the, a big signing for them. I know I took a shit on your dude. Who was that last week? Montgomery? Who were yes. we talking about? David Montgomery, um, apologize. Go ahead. Come on. I know, but I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I was talking about – who did I say I was talking about? I can't remember his name again. Um, but the dude for – not the Rams. Um, whatever. But Damian, they signed Damian Williams, Sorry. who didn't play last year because of COVID. Oh. And, but he was the Super Bowl – basically, MV, was he the MVP? Oh, no, he was. Oh, yeah, he was the MVP. No, I thought yeah. he was. I was going to say I thought he was. Yeah. So, I mean, he was fantastic there. So, uh, that's a great signing, and he's fresh legs. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting for them to see how they pull it together, but I think that can go a long way. But, all right, we've, we have really, really nailed football. Um, oh, another one for real quick. Detroit Lions made, signed Bashar Perryman, um, who is kind of bouncing around. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes with Mr. Goff throwing him the football. I also like what the Rams have done. Forgot to say that. So I think Matthew Stafford going there is a big thing. But all Real right, quick, um, I'm gonna cut you off. No, couple couple minutes. Did we? We're gonna touch on the what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I start my more I, I start my that. morning every day with pro football talk with Mike Florio and Chris Sims and some. Wait, wait, wait! You don't start your mornings off with Coco Melon in the I morning on T. Uh, Oh, I do not. Are you, okay, that's right because I have you children. Have children. Right. Uh, but every morning, they're being really professional about it. They've been doing a great job, and Dan Patrick's trying not to talk about it, and Rich Eisen's doing the same thing. But there are now sixteen women that have filed civil suits against Deshaun Watson, and some of them are—I don't know how much you've looked into it—but some of them are pretty. Uh, pretty specific, pretty graphic in what they're claiming. We're going to say claiming because there has been no criminal charges filed against Sean Watson. So at this point, they're only civil suits, but what's your thought on, is he getting traded? Is he even going to be on a roster this year? Is the commissioner going to put him on the exempt list? What do you think? I think right now, I think it, it leans more towards, is he going to be on a roster? Is he going to be in prison? And I know that's crazy to say listen and everyone's like well big ben stole on a ro-. big ben had two people come out and accuse him of something and he publicly apologized mm-hmm. deshaun is denied and now i know in this state deny 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 i get it like you have to but you i mean to. one or two one or two okay whatever you know who knows 16 yeah. come on and I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, this this is kind of all and the timing. The timing of it is the worst part for him. I mean, like him going out trying to do what he had to do. But that's why the uh, yeah. Did you see? There's some people that are trying to say the Texans are behind this to get him to stay in Houston. That that's ridiculous. No, if anything, Houston, Houston. Not only do they hold all the cards, they also you know hold all the cards in a bad way. Like, what do they do? Because I'm sure that there's some kind of void in the contract where if this kind of shit happens, you, the the guaranteed money has to be gone. Right, but but so, here for you morons that are saying it's the Texans getting these women to come forward. If these women come forward and do this, he can file a lawsuit for defamation of character, and all these women are buried too. So for all you morons that are saying that read a book, Google something when it comes to actually filing a lawsuit against a person. Yeah. Max knows. He works for the government. I do work for the government. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know. I, I don't think he gets traded. I don't, I mean, the, if, if he does, the asking price just went way down. Yeah, I agree. So I don't think anyone's going to want to take that chance in the middle of a huge dispute like this. So, um, 
and I just, it's just, it's a weird, like the whole thing, like I said, I, I don't, I think he's going to either be with the Texans or I mean, he could be on the exemplist. That would actually, I bet you the Texans would push for that rather than yep. um, releasing him because they don't want to do that if he's still going to pan out. And at that point, it's probably, you know, he might even stay there, but yep. yeah, I, I think, I think he's ultimately screwed right now though. Yeah. Sorry to uh, as he should be as he should. Be. Sorry to get the podcast on a down mood, but I'm going to continue it on a down mood and let's talk about my Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, dude. So yeah, dude. LeBron James, for those of you who live under a rock, has a high ankle sprain. He's been out for uh, almost a week now, and the finally released a timeline for him to come back four to six weeks. So that means the Lakers will be without LeBron for another five weeks. And they finally said Anthony Davis started running, started scrimmaging and practice again, and he will be back in two weeks. And the player we picked up at the trade deadline will also be joined. Oh, there's no one that the Lakers picked up at the trade deadline. <laughs> you should have seen me just looking up at my screen like, wait, who'd they pick up? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, oh, they yikes. picked up no one at the trade deadline. Currently, they are sitting fourth in the Western Conference behind. Who are they behind, Aaron? Behind the Clippers and the Suns, Aaron's Phoenix Suns. I but here's like the, them the more and more I watch them, and getting kind of nervous over here being a Lakers fan. Yeah, but I tell you what, here's the craziest part. You know how many games separate the Lakers from the eighth place Spurs? I do. I'm looking at it right now. Three, right or four? No, basic math. I'm not looking at it. Oh, okay. The Lakers are four and a half back of the Utah Jazz, and the San Antonio Spurs are nine games back of the Utah okay. Jazz. Okay, I was just looking. I remember seeing the loss. So the Lakers so are only four and, and a half games up on the Spurs, who are the eight seed, like you just said. Shoot, mm-hmm. they're only five and a half up on the Grizzlies, who are the nine seed. Yeah, and that can. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here, and, but without your two best players, I mean, the, the, that's that's an easy few games to lose. Mm-hmm. So, not to mention, they're already lost three straight. So, yikes. That's bad news, man. Um, you know who I want to talk about? I want to talk about the 10 seed in the Eastern Conference. That makes no sense for a podcast, right? I want to talk about the 10 seed in the Eastern Conference. And what the they Bulls? And what they – the Chicago Michael Jordan Bulls. I like what they did today at the trade deadline. They picked up Booyabitch from the Orlando Magic, and you're finally given Zach Levine somebody to play with, aside from our boy, Kobe White, who's our starting point guard. Uh, they, did, good they did not move Markinen, which I don't mind. They can play – they say Vujovic is a center due to stretch four. For those of, you, yeah. those of you who don't watch basketball, he's been in three-point contests the last two years and absolutely held his own with – Steph, Clay, and anybody else who shot against. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Bulls getting rid of Wendell Carter was great, um, and yep. Otto Porter. I mean, they yep. haven't really been much there. Nope. So, no, I like that a lot. I mean, I, it was it was funny to see. It's just it's always funny for me to see these teams that aren't really in it do stuff like the Cavs got rid of Javale McGee, um, which I get that, Good but like the Bulls, Nuggets, like yeah, that. but but the Bulls made moves to try to get back up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the you know, the Cavs are, you know, they're also talking about, um, you know, working on a buyout for Drummond, which I'm so pissed he's still bench. That's bullshit. Um, yeah, it's like we talked about a couple weeks ago with what Draymond Green did. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, it makes total fucking sense. And he's still out. Like, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So, oh, wait, no, that's right. He's day-to-day with an injury. Right. <laughs> okay. Right, right. right. Whatever. But – yeah, I mean it's it's kind of weird to see how that's going on, but um, yeah, I mean the 76ers still going ape shit. Uh, Utah is obviously still on the top. I watched and a great game with them Sixers. The other day. Pick, Sixers picked up George Hill today. They got got a point guard, so that way Simmons can play the two. Mm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, George Hill. He the playoff experience that he brings, anyways. Um, I mean, he's always you know he's always going to be able to give you a lot. So. That that that's going to be a big one. Um, I I mean, there's there's so many. Cl- I, I, the Golden State Warriors could could easily. I don't know if they made any moves at the deadline or not, but they can kind of 
fall back into the top. Um, I mean, well, I guess with Steph being out now, that could be an issue. I forgot he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the little rookie of the year candidate, um, Mr. Ball, he broke his wrist, I believe. Broke his wrist out the rest of the year. That's that's hard hard for the Hornets. And honestly, it's bad for the NBA because he was exciting to watch. But Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, other than that, not too much to talk about in the NBA. Um, not any insanely crazy trades. Aaron Gordon also leaving the Magic, so the Orlando Magic has, have officially started the fire sale. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, actually, Oladipo. But to the Heat. So, all right, let's think about this then. Let's think about what the Rockets got in exchange for James Harden as far as players go. Oh, wait, they're all – Gone. Mm, you got John. Yeah. You got John Wall there still. Yeah, but that's it. He's just and he's trying so damn hard every time he I is, watch a sucks. game. I mean, him and freaking. Um, I guess he's not on the same team, but every time I watch Bradley Beal and uh, Russ, hey, they've been doing better though. Yeah, but it's just it's just that I actually really enjoy watching them because Beal's kind of at a point now where he's just like whatever, like mm-hmm. laughs about it. Yeah. And I mean, Russ is just so damn competitive and everything. They're, that that's probably one of my favorite teams to watch. Whenever they're on, I try to watch a little bit of it. Um, and they're only so, they're only five game five games back of the Celtics, who are the eight seed. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this and, and go to March because our March Madness because we're already at the forty minute mark, and I want to. So I want to talk know. about the biggest matchup of this coming weekend. And we only had one day in between games because the women's tournament was played yesterday. But I want to talk about Paige Bukers versus Caitlin Clark on Saturday at 1 p.m. on ESPN Uno. It's going to be a fun game. Two freshmen studs, like absolute studs going against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that one. I'm obviously more excited for my girls Louisville Cardinals. Look at you. That was your pick, right? You're going to stick with them? Yeah, I'm going to stick with them. Uh, I mean, they they didn't look too good in their last game. Um, I did not. I think they played Northwestern, barely won by – I went 10 or 11, but still, that's – I mean, they didn't look great. But they play Oregon. um, I do. And, yeah, that'll be a fun game for me to watch. Rooting on you guys, John Newsom. Good luck, buddy. Um, I mean, it's it just shows you though the difference in the upsets in men's versus women's. I mean, you I just told don't you what I say last week. Often. I said you're going to see mostly chalk. And hey, yeah, you did. Our right state Raiders won mm-hmm. their first round game versus Arkansas, but then proceeded to get stomped by Missouri State. But that, it's kind of like OU, man. OU, oh yeah, and yep. then OU, oh no, real quick. But uh, I mean, so UConn, NC State, uh, Stanford, and South Carolina are all still in the tournament for the women's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they play two five seeds in Georgia State and Missouri State. Um, and then Iowa, um, is obviously the UConn matchup and NC State and Indiana. So a lot of Big Ten teams in this still. Uh, Iowa, Michigan, Indiana. Um, yeah, it could be, could be a lot. I think Mar- is Maryland? No, there. There's no, are they still? No, they're in, but are they still? They're ACC, aren't they? Yes. No, they're Big Ten. Yeah. What are you talking about? They are Big Ten. Big Ten okay, for a couple couple years now. That's I always forget. One of the more um, one of the more bizarre things, the it was Maryland moving to the Big Ten. But yeah, I it's just I never understand that one. But whatever, there's the, they're there and um, they're still in the tournament. They're playing Texas. Call me so, crazy, yeah. but I think they did that for a basketball move. No, oh, probably. I mean, yeah. they, their football team was always garbage in the ACC, so they're like, hey, what's the point? We're going to lose anyway, so why don't we go lose in the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. And let our basketball, I, basketball teams not lose to Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Florida State every year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, we'll see how it all pans out, but uh, yeah, we have a different, obviously, you and I have different groups on that, but uh, rooting for rooting for a good tournament because I always I mean honestly you watch women's basketball you want to watch someone shoot oh my gosh they these girls can shoot man they always can it's so much fun to watch so so here's my here's my take on these two I think so it's almost like obviously I was a Big Ten school it's Division One girls basketball but Paige Beckers plays on 
arguably the number one team in the nation, UConn. Mm-hmm. Arguably mm-hmm. the number one team in the last decade. South, uh, South Carolina would probably argue that. But mm. you look at Caitlin Clark, she's the leading scorer in the nation, not Paige Beckers. But I think she's the leading scorer because the team around her isn't quite as good. So I think that's what we're going to see Saturday when they go head-to-head. It's always like you heard the Brady Breeze, but I think Beckers and Clark may actually guard each other. But we'll see. Yep. Yep. I get it. I get it. I agree. Well, let's uh, let's switch over to the the insane week of men's basketball that we had. So do we, um, do we want to start out with what happened on uh, Friday night? Just want to go there? Uh, yeah, we can talk about – well, yeah, let's do that. I was going to talk about the craziest game, Gonzaga-Norfolk State. Oh, wait, no, that was a 45-point blowout. Um, let's yeah. go with the 85-62 to 62 absolute trouncing of our North Carolina Tar Heels, who did not only lose on Friday, they also lost two of their freshman studs on Sunday. Walker Kessler entered the transfer portal and De'Aaron Sharp entered the NBA draft and hired an agent. So guess what? He cannot come back. And he looked so good the past few games. He did, but he's not what? ready for the NBA. It's going to be Since... another Tony Bradley, Ned no, Davis. They're, he's just going to float around. and Yeah, but at least Ed Davis floated around for a long time. I mean, he was at least he's still a player. In the league. He's still in the league. So yeah, Tony, I was going to say. Tony yeah, Bradley uh, started the last five games for the Sixers because Embiid's been out. Then he got yeah. traded today. Now, I will say I've never teen- – I, I mean, Wisconsin, I don't think they missed a three-pointer the first it was, half. It was bizarre how well they shot. And I said, oh, if they shoot like this, they got a chance to beat Baylor. Guess what they did against Baylor? Couldn't make <laughs> a damn shot. Well, which is – yeah, we'll talk about what I have to say about that after that. But, no, I mean, it sucked to see North Carolina do that. Um, I didn't have a lot of hopes for them anyways. I just wanted to see them compete, which they didn't even do. What I do you mean? That... We both picked them to go to the Elite Eight. I know. But, <laughs> I mean, that conference in general, I didn't think Baylor was going to be that strong. I I mean, I really didn't. But, picked. I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, you always have your heart for your team. But I really thought North Carolina could get it done – at least against Wisconsin and, and battle Baylor. I mean, the thing is, yeah. is like th- these teams like Baylor, they see a team like North Carolina and, it, and that, that, you know, you're looking at a blue blood and that, that will get in your head. Now you're playing Wisconsin. I mean, I definitely think that game would have been different, but it didn't matter. So, um, all right, well, there's a lot bigger games, obviously North Texas beating the poop out of Purdue was fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, every, I mean, it was insane at how many good games Oral Roberts over Ohio state. Are you kidding me? Like, wow. I mean, it and wasn't then even, they, a, they follow it up with the whooping of Florida. Yeah. But like, if you watch that Ohio state game, Ohio state comes back to take the lead and you're finally like, okay, good. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Oral Roberts comes back again, ties it up. Ohio state ties it. I mean, it was back and forth the overtime and as soon as overtime started, you knew Oral, Oral Roberts was going to win that game. Yep. Like, they, they weren't going to lose that game. Like, I, I, as soon as regulation ended, I'm like, Ohio State has no chance. Yep. Like, usually it's like you, you think in your head, like, okay, well, this has been fun, but now the, the better team's going to take over. No. I really, truly thought Ohio State had no chance in that game after it went to overtime. Funny you said that. I was watching. Then I was trying to go to the gym, but I was like, ah, oh, keep watching. You know, watch the end of the game. Regulation ended. I said, oh, high state lost. Went to the gym. Then I, t- I looked up the score. Yep, they lost. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Um, uh, some other games that were fun, fun, fun. Abilene Christian coming out. I mean, it was – I just can't even get over how many upsets there were. But Abilene Christian over Texas. But you knew it was going to be that year with everything it, going on. Yeah. And you, you know but I thought like – I mean, I've watched Texas for a while now. Well, Shaka Smart. I mean, I thought they were going to make some noise. And so that was big. The team that I picked to win it all so far has looked great, Michigan. Um, I'm happy with how they looked without their number one dude. Don't lie. Um, you got a little nervous when my LSU Tigers were up late in the second half. You were a little yeah. nervous. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I still think if they can get levers back, it'll be good. Now, I want to I want to make a disclaimer there. I cannot believe I just claimed Michigan as my team because uh, – uh, I can't believe but, you said that either. I think yeah. I'm going to cut you off for 30 seconds. Uh, before you steal my thunder, if anyone remembers the Mount Rushmore I wanted to do last week, it was the most overrated upsets 
in NCAA tournament history. Well, Aaron and I could only come up with about three. No, you you came up with three. I came up with zero because I, right. I just didn't, didn't anyway, do it. I didn't do my homework. Credit. I apologize. But I can almost think that if you don't follow college basketball, some people may have thought Loyola Chicago beating Illinois was an upset. Yes, it was an upset because it was an eight seed and a one seed. But I got news for you. If anybody watched that game, Loyola Chicago is legit. It's there's a lot of guys that are on this team that put, made the Final Four a couple years ago, and they're good. Like they didn't just beat Illinois; they beat Illinois. I mean, it was it was a clinic they put on against them. Uh, since 2018, little fun fact: we're talking about Loyola. They, they have, have more wins at then North Carolina, you Kentucky, Michigan State, Ohio State, and UConn and UCLA, which this is a great bridge point. Mick Cronin from UC taking mm-hmm. UCLA to the Sweet 16 as an 11 seed. Let's go, Mick Cronin. I love it. I love it. Not taking any, anything away from Loyola. They've done great things. but And I saw the funniest meme I've seen in a while with that big dude for Loyola. And it said, when you got to when you gotta beat a one seed, um, yeah, beat a one seed at, at two, and then you got to go manage Ace Hardware at five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this dude. Hey, just, he, was, he, was on. On the, he was on the Dan Patrick show, and he was great. Oh, yeah. He, I'm sure he was, man. I mean, Loyola's – I mean, they, they, they raise just – competitors but they also raise good people man and uh, mm-hmm. raise raise educate but yeah no that that's been exciting um so let's 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 move on here um i want to i'm trying to think of any other upsets we need to talk about before we move well, on i mean our acc brethren the syracuse orange yes uh, beating west san diego state and then beating huggy bear and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Ah, that was a game, man. That was a good that game. That was a game. Holy cow. That was fun to watch. Oh, you, oh, yeah. Winning their first game, then getting their butts kicked in round two. So, And then Oregon absolutely putting a whooping on Iowa. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because Oregon got basically a first-round bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because was, DCU had a coach. It was what we talked about happened in the ACC tournament. Georgia mm-hmm. Tech won the ACC tournament and won two games. Yeah, North yep. Carolina played in three games and won two, so they won the same amount of games. Yeah, so well, you got Oregon to see. got the bye, like you said, yep. and they turn around and run Iowa into the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that brings me up to the USC Trojans, who I talked a little bit about. Um, I mean, they look very good, uh, handled Drake pretty soundly, and then put yep. an ass kicking oh beat. Kansas by 34 points. I mean, Coach Einfeld, man, you are the man. I'm so happy for them. You know it's um, Enfield, right? What? It's Enfield. It's his name is... This, did I say Einfeld? Yes. I don't know why I said Einfeld. I we, ain't watching, that. we ain't watching Seinfeld. Yeah, you think I should know, too, because uh, what I talked about last time on the podcast. But, no, big fan of them, big fan of their family. Um, his sister, uh, I'm friends with her on social, on Facebook, and she was at the game and just talking about it and how fun it was. So going into that game, Oregon shot lights out, probably the best shooting performance as a team. They had four people in double digits before the first half was over. Mm-hmm. And they were playing Iowa. Not to mention, what's-his-face, uh, Garza had 36, 38 yeah. points. But, I mean, he, he can't do it by himself. So they come out, they score 95 points against Iowa mm-hmm. and win. Now, I mean, they, they had a first-round bye. Are they going to come out and shit the bed in a second game? Because that's not going to happen. They're not going to shoot that well again. There's you'll no make, way. You'll make, you'll make a side bet live yeah. on – all the extra points podcast featuring mm-hmm. Aaron Pulley and Matt Garrett. Yep. Want to want to put a ten piece on ten piece and a cigar of your choosing. So of the victors choosing, I'll take Oregon. You take USC. That's that's easy. That's easy money. Okay. So um, yeah, no, I think that the, the matchup in general is just a fun matchup. I think so. Did they get, did they get to play this year with the COVID? Who I don't, uh, I don't follow the Pac-12, so I'm asking you. That did did um did USC, USC Oregon play? 
I think they did. Um, look, look it up real quick. I'll talk about my Gonzaga Bulldogs, who I picked to win the national championship, who are now 28-0 and on the season. Looking they don't to be, suck right now, that's for sure. They do not suck right now. Looking to become the first undefeated team since Bob Knight and Hannah Hoosiers. Uh, another team that I thought looked real good in their first two games who play the aforementioned UCLA Bruins is the Alabama Roll Tide. Yeah. They looked great against Maryland, Iona. I picked Iona, gave them a run for their money. Um, <clears throat> that was your game. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. you failed. That's where Colin Sexton went, who's one of the best point guards in the NBA. Not to mention. Oh do, you um, know him, do you know him and Darius Garland call themselves – Sex land. Well, listen. First and foremost, that's embarrassing. Second off, Garland sucks. Sexton's actually good, but it's hilarious they call each other. I get it now. Now that I put it together in my head, uh, mm-hmm. just for reference, the first game for Oregon and USC was postponed. The second game, USC won seventy-two to fifty-eight. Um, and Jesus. that that was uh, there were eight or nine games left in the season. So okay. Uh, yeah, Oregon. Oregon technically won. I think they had the outright outright, um, but I'm not sure who actually won the Pac Pac-12 tournament. But tournament, um, Oregon State Beavers. That's still right. In that's right. The still in the tournament. Yeah. So Pac-12 making some noise. All right. So let's yeah, run. What the hell? Let's run through this real quick. So we have. The round of, of 16, or the Sweet 16. You want to do rapid fire through the Sweet 16, and then we can uh, slow it down for the Elite Eight? Yeah. All right, Gonzaga Creighton. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. USC Oregon, we oh. just made our bet on that game. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Florida State. That's a tough matchup for Michigan without waivers. Yeah, okay. Well, let me know after Michigan wins. Okay, I'll take Florida State. Uh, UCLA, Alabama. I think that will be a very good game. Uh, I think I got to go Bama there. Roll Tide. Yep. Uh, Baylor, Villanova. I'm an absolute shock. Villanova is even in the Sweet 16 without their best player. So I'll go Baylor. Well, that, but this is where it comes down to you lose your best player, but you play a team that went on an easy win. So they beat North Texas because North Texas got lucky in the first round. I'm going Baylor as well, and I'm going to go Baylor big. Yep. Uh, Arkansas. Or Arkansas for all you illiterate people that listen to the podcast. All right, and Oral Roberts, the 15 seed. All right, well, well we're gonna have our one of our first 15 seeds ever make the Elite Eight. I'll go with that. I'll agree with you. So we've agreed on an all but two picks. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State. I think the slipper falls off of the Beavers, and Loyola, Chicago moves on. Move on, Oregon State. Ooh, another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston Too Cougars, hot. who have been the quietest two seed I've ever seen. Ever. In ever in sports. Tournament. In sports, period. Yeah, ever. Against the fighting <laughs> Bayheims of Syracuse. Did you get what I did there? I did. For Just those of you who have never watched the Jim Bayheim press conference, when he gets asked a question that basically pisses him off, I'll just kind of sit there and make some weird noises. Yeah. All right, you want to hear mine? Buddy Beheim goes for 25 and Buddy knocks off Houston. Buckets. Okay, so let's just let's just weave it back up then. So we have Syracuse, because I actually agree with you again, versus whoever you got. Loyola Chicago, and you picked Oregon State. I'm going Syracuse to the Final Four. I'm going Loyola Chicago to the Final Four okay. again. Okay. Um, so back up, Oral Roberts versus Baylor. Baylor. Uh, I will unfortunately have to go with Baylor as well. They look too good right now. I know. I hate it though. Yeah, me too. Um, I really Gonzaga. Do. I'll humor you and say Gonzaga USC slash Oregon. Okay, you can hear me all you want, but USC is going to make the Final Four. Oh, my good Lord. Let's go. Go, dogs. Go. Fight on USC. I think think as North Carolina fans, we owe to Gonzaga to root for them to win a championship. Fight on USC. 
Okay. Michigan versus Alabama. Michigan easy. Man, without livers, I don't know. Uh, he might be back. That would be the first game he'd be back would be the Elite and he'll, Eight. And he'll drop a lot. So, if he's back, I'll take the Wolverines. If he's not I, back, I mean, how can I not take Michigan? They're my championship team. Yeah, you have to. I have to. Same so, thing with me with Gonzaga. All right, so, so hold on. Let's let's go through this. We're we're there. We're going to go ahead and go through the whole thing right now. So that would put us with. Hang on, we got to save it for next week. That's right. Okay, fine. I get save it, it for next week. I get that it. way, for those of you who actually listen to the podcast, listen to our picks. We did not do very well. Well, nobody did. Some people did. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, not a lot of people did, but I have, in my bracket, I have one team left in the Final Four, and that's Gonzaga, and they're also my champion. So I could still get some points. I could rally at the end. Uh, You know, I would at least have a couple if I would have just stuck with USC, but I took Kansas last minute, and I shouldn't have done that. I should have stuck with my gut because it was a clear ass whooping. But uh, that's why I'm going to roll with USC to the Final Four. But – we're gonna so we we have those. We'll go in, we'll go over our next picks uh, next time we talk for the final four, and hopefully we are somewhat close. Uh, and I'm smoking a cigar from Max, but so obviously I, I I'll admit it was mostly my fault that we're not doing the the uh, Mount Rushmore that Max wanted. I just didn't have as much time as I thought I would this past week to do stuff. Um, full disclaimer: I'm sitting at my actual desk that I built personally for the first time ever during this podcast in my office that I also created by myself with Kelly painting and given the design. So pretty happy about that. But so our new Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of snacks for March madness. So we're going a little different here. Not people, but we're going with something very important and near and dear to our hearts is snacky time. So Max, I'll let, right. I'm going to go ahead since I effed up. I'm going to let you have the first one. Okay, I'm, we're gonna go two and two since we're at sixty-one minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cheat. I don't care. I'm gonna go pizza and boneless wings. You're totally cheating. Those are on cheatings. I don't care. That's like, come on, like original, dude. All right, whatever. I'll go here. I'm gonna go with probably my favorite thing to do during March Madness, and that's to sit back, relax with a nice bouche latte. And my second one... What is, what is this? 2009 at Wilmington College? What's you want to look in on? my fridge? I have about a, probably 28 bouche lattes right now. Jesus. But um, my second one is because my mother-in-law bought us a popcorn machine that actually makes real popcorn, like movie theater popcorn. And I nice. swear to God, I use that shit like every other night. Um, so I'm going to go popcorn with my number two. And I was always a popcorn guy, but I never was a big popcorn guy. So I'm happy with mm-hmm. that, and that's my number two. So, Max, back to you. Okay, I'm just going to say beer in general. Mick Ultra is my favorite at the moment. One, for those of you who don't know, it has the same alcohol content as most of the beers y'all drink. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, whatever. Huh? Say what you want. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm i a big Ultra guy. I like them. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm craving a beer and I don't want to like – because I like Elvis juice a lot. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm craving a beer that I just want to sit back and have like a nice, you know, light beer, Mick Ultra is, is my go-to other than Bush Latte because it's obviously so light. So what's your set? What's your other one? I think it's going to be, it got to be like a hand chip kind of thing. But if it's like the, the last game of the night or something, and I actually have it in the house, which I don't because, you know, I got a wedding coming up. But it's going to be like chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, I get that. I like that. So I would say – for me, yeah, I kind of had three here because bourbon is obviously my favorite, my favorite drink, beverage of choice ever. I'm a big bourbon drinker. I love it to death. But um, so if I had to do that, I will. But I tried to just keep this to one alcohol related thing. So my good job. Probably. Yeah, I'm very happy with myself. Um, so my next one would be this new Mexican salsa with these Jack's seasoned chips that I've been eating, tortilla chips. They're amazing. And as me- Ooh, chips and salsa. Yes. God, yes. Good pick. Yeah, you can't good not. Pick. But no. Good because of the time of the year, this is my absolute favorite snack to have during March Madness. And I usually end up feeling really bad about it. Starburst jelly beans. Dude, you've been addicted to those since I've known. I mean, I, I can't not have like 14 bags. So my buddy Jeff Carter, I legit watched this man 
eat a whole bag of Starburst jelly beans in the span of like an hour. I have done that. I've also eaten a gallon of ice cream in an hour. So um, that's back in the heyday. But so, yeah, I think we had some pretty good snacks there. I like it. I do. So I mean, I'm really excited, Max, about next week getting Travis on talking a little bit about the blue bloods and how they suck right now, but just the final four in general, we'll probably have a little bit more free agency news, but I mean, it's kind of coming to its end. Uh, Maybe a little bit NBA, but I think next week is going to be very March madness favored because I think all we're going to do Friday and Saturday is watch March madness. Although Kelly and I have a babysitter Saturday night. So we are getting out. Yeah. And you know what the, I didn't like how they didn't start the tournament on Thursday, but the good news was, we literally only had one day in between basketball. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So gonna be gonna be a fun podcast next week. Getting travel on here, so make sure you guys tune into that. But as usual, guys, like, share, and follow. And please, hey, we don't have as of right now a Mount Rushmore for next week. I would really like someone to bring it to our attention. Even Trav, man, if you're out there, you want to do one before you get off, just send it to us so we can have a little, you know, time to plan on it. But yeah, like, share, follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Um, Max, you got anything, any closing statements here? No, sir, but go Ducks. <laughs> Fight on, baby. <laughs>